Today is Thursday, January 31st, 2019, and you're listening to Ordinary Prayers, an invitation to listen for the presence of God in the ordinary parts of life. Into every day we bring an expectation of what will be. Depending upon our mood, these expectations can be positive or negative. As you listen, I invite you to consider, what are you expecting of this day? Is it positive or is it negative? And how much is that expectation shaping your sense of hope? Today we read from Luke chapter 4, verses 21 through 30. Then Jesus said to them, What you have just heard me read has come true today. All the people started talking about Jesus and were amazed at the wonderful things he said. They kept on asking, Isn't he Joseph's son? Jesus answered, You will certainly want to tell me the saying, Doctor, first make yourself well. You will tell me to do the same things here in my own hometown that you heard I did in Capernaum. But you can be sure that no prophets are liked by the people of their own hometown. Once during the time of Elijah, there was no rain for three and a half years, and people everywhere were starving. There were many widows in Israel, but Elijah was sent only to a widow in the town of Zarephath, near the city of Sidon. During the time of the prophet Elijah, Many men in Israel had leprosy, but no one was healed except Naaman, who lived in Syria. When the people in the meeting place heard Jesus say this, they became so angry that they got up and threw him out of town. 
they dragged him to the edge of the cliff on which the town was built, because they wanted to throw him down from there. But Jesus slipped through the crowd and got away. Sunday was cold, but the sun was out and the wind was calm. The dog was eager to get outside and play in the snow, and my own soul was craving a cold winter's walk, so we headed to the park for some fun. On our drive to the park, the clouds moved in, and the winds picked up, changing the weather conditions. The wind made the single-digit temperature feel much colder. Even though our faces were protected, what little skin was exposed felt the sting of the ice-cold wind. Usually I like these kind of days, but I did not want to jeopardize our dog's feet, so we cut the walk a little short and headed home. As we left the park, we drove by a pond. Our attention was drawn to some activity on the other side of it. There appeared to be about thirty trumpeter swans on the edge of the woods. Some were swimming in open water, others were resting on the top of ice. We decided to park the car and hike over to get a better view. I assume swans went somewhere warmer in the winter. There has to be a better place to swim than Minneapolis in January. But there they were, swimming in the freezing cold. Those resting had their bills tucked under their wings and appeared to be sleeping. Again, I thought, there has to be a better place to sleep. They looked so cold as the wind beat down upon them. Obviously, since they fly, if it really bothered them, they could leave. I thought about those swans as a polar vortex dropped down out of Canada into the U.S. this week. They made me think about how the birds and animals handle such brutal cold temperatures. Then I thought about the homeless people in the area. Where do they go? How do they cope with this kind of cold? It is sad to admit that my first thoughts were of animals, not people. But then, I wasn't thinking about either when it was sunny, calm, and just frigid. If you're homeless, where you sleep is always an issue. When winter descends upon the northern plains, the options for shelter decrease, and the risk radically increases. The truth is, most of us never think about the poor until we're forced to. When forced to examine one person's poverty to our abundance, most of us tend to get defensive, perhaps even angry. If you can recall a time where this was your reaction to the poor, then you are very close to being in the same frame of mind as the people in Jesus' hometown. Essentially, Jesus says, The poor come first. Elijah, sent only to a widow, drives home the point of Jesus' sermon to his friends. He did not come to do miracles, but to rescue the poor and set the prisoners free. If we are not somehow connected to the same type of ministry, Jesus will always remain elusive. It's not a punishment kind of thing. It's just that our gratitude will be shallow and our sense of love fleeting. Caring for the poor typically makes those giving and receiving compassion more grateful. It also helps both feel loved.
crowd listening to Jesus had an expectation of him. For some, it is of his family. Others, it's what miracles he might do for them. It is almost like they feel entitled to something special. Their sense of entitlement prevents them from seeing the gracious gifts of God. When has your expectation really been a sense of entitlement, and how has it stood in the way of living fully in love? This may be a good time to consider the things you have to be grateful for, the power of love to transform both the giver and receiver. Then look for ways to show love to those who are not expecting it today. And maybe you yourself may receive something unexpected. May God strengthen you and bless you with peace. May Christ bring forth justice in and among you. And may the Holy Spirit, who calls you beloved, shine upon you and guide your days in love. Amen. Amen.